This is Hungry Gen Podcast, and I just want to thank you for joining us today. Here at HG, our vision is to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Merry Christmas, Hungry Generation family. What a privilege it is for me, Ricard, to be in your home today, this morning of the Christmas Day. And we know the reason for the season is Jesus Christ. And as we go about celebrating Christmas today, celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I want to take a moment and and, uh, uh, go through the Word of God with you today. Just give an admonishment for what this season is really all about. And first of all, we just want to thank God for what an amazing, truly admirable year we have experienced here at Hungry Generation Church. One of the great, great projects that we started was the Unashamed Clubs that kicked off and has shook the foundations of the schools. We believe that Jesus Christ is on the move and the devil is scared of what the people of God is doing right here and right now. And many people say, oh, why are you forcing or why are you doing this to the kids? And why are you, why, why don't you let them choose for themselves? No, we're not going to let anyone choose for themselves because the devil doesn't let anyone choose for themselves either. And uh, there is a big controversy today where, where uh, parents, Christian parents specifically, are forced into or pressured into allowing their kids to choose the path and the trajectory of their life for themselves. And I believe strongly that the devil isn't asking the kids out there, hey, do you want to uh, follow the path of destruction? No, the devil is pushing people onto the path of destruction. And so also we as the people of God, we are not going to allow the the devil to steal the next generation. We're going to fight for them. We're going to push with all the strength that we have been given and with the fire of God to save the next generation. And I believe truly as we are rounding up this year of 2022 and going into the year of 2023, that this is a year for the next generation. I believe that this is the year where the next generation is going to experience and encounter the presence of God like never before. And that is actually what I want to talk about here today. Shortly, just a short word of admonishment uh, concerning our families. The family is under attack today in our day and generation. Uh, according to the American Survey Center, in USA today, four out of ten marriages end in divorce. Marriage is, is uh, on the decline in general, but 52% of adults ranging from the age of 25 to 24 are not married. The marital un- union, the marriage, the nuclear family is under attack. And when it comes to providing personal and emotional support, no person in Americans' formative lives is more important than the mother. 41% of Americans reported growing up the person they would turn to first when they had a problem was their mother. I believe that the plan of the enemy is to steal the next generation by attacking the nuclear family, by striking on the mothers, on the women. The, uh, the same website said that one in five kids grow up 
with a single mother as parents. That is 20% of our children are experiencing uh, no father figure in their life as they're growing up. And, and there is a lot of statistics proving, proving that uh, a crime rate in our society is directly related with how we grow up. And that is when I want, what I want to talk about today. On this Christmas day, I want to talk about family first. I want to talk about family first. As I said, I believe as we, uh, Hungry Generation, are going into the next year, that we have done so much in saving souls. We have followed the instruction that Jesus Christ gave us. Go out, save souls. And now we're going to focus more on also making disciples. And making disciples begins at home. We have a motto that we follow here at Hungry Generation. It says, thousands locally and millions globally. And as you are watching us online right now, you may be watching us from around the world. We welcome you into the Hungry Generation family. But we have to have thousands locally before we reach millions globally. Because it's not about the crowds. It's not about quantity, but it's about quality. We not only want to reach out and save the souls and give birth to children everywhere without anyone being able to train them. And it starts at home. As we are giving birth to spiritual children, we need to understand that family has to come first. It's not for no reason that Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now many people, this is one of the very stigmatic verses. Oh, why do you, why do you say that the woman is just the helper of a man? It's just a helper of a man. It's degrading. It's a degrading Bible verse. But then I, I realized when I read John 14... Then Jesus prayed for his disciples and he said, And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. The same word being used, different languages. One is in, in Greek, one is in Hebrew. But they were both used as a helper. And I want to talk about three ways in which we as the children of God can nurture discipleship in our families at home. Three ways, and I want to take you to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. This is one of the very famous marriage chapters in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 5. We're talking about how to nurture the culture of discipleship already at home. How to put your family first. First your physical family and then also your spiritual family. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. It says, Therefore be imitators of God as their children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. In this chapter you will see that there are three particular ways in which uh, Paul admonishes us as Christians to walk. The first step is to walk in love. The second step is to walk in light. And the third step is to walk in wisdom. When you apply these three ways in your family, you will see that not only does the nuclear family get 
reinforced as you're welcoming the Holy Spirit into your family in this season. But you are growing and allowing your children to grow in the Spirit of God. First of all, walking in love. It talks here about uh, uh, verse 2. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Walking in love talks about living a life of purity and holiness. It talks about watching your eyes and watching your mouth. If you read the whole uh, uh, paragraph here from verse 1 down to verse 7, it talks about two main things. It talks about watching your eyes and watching your mouth. I think as people of God, as the family unit, these are the two most important things to watch. And one is for the husband and one is for the wife. Not that they don't apply both to each other. I believe strongly. As Luke 11.34 says that your eyes are the light of your body. Shakespeare once said that your eyes are the windows to your soul. If you guard your eyes, you walk in love. And if you guard your mouth, you walk in love. I believe that this paragraph here is referring both to the assignment of a husband as to how to walk in love and to a wife as to walk in love. For the husband, watch your eyes and there shall be peace at home. And for the wife, watch your mouth and there shall be peace at home. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know it's, it's kind of like... It's a joke. Of course, you as a husband need to watch your mouth too. But I think if husbands begin to guard their eyes and wives begin to guard their mouths, I believe that the, that peace will reign at home like never before. Why don't you try it this Christmas season and see what it means, what Paul means to walk in love. And your kids will see, both your physical and your spiritual kids will see your example and begin to follow that example to nurture the Spirit of God. The second thing that it talks about here in Ephesians 5 from verse 8, it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Walking in the light means to walk in goodness, righteousness and truth. As children of God, as fathers and mothers, husbands and wives, we are called to seek God and find His will for every situation. We are called to expose the works of darkness. So if walking in love talks about watching yourself, seeking holiness in your personal life, then walking in light is talking about to the outside. I believe that many of us as Christians have a wrong mentality when it comes to the presence of God in our lives. Many people think that when when I'm a Christian, when I'm born again, when I receive the Spirit of God in my life, I am clothed in white garments. And that is true. The Bible even talks about it, being clothed in holiness and being clothed in white garments. But what happens when you have the mindset that your Christianity is a white garment? 
this as soon as you leave the comfort of your home, the comfort of your cell group or the comfort of your church and you go out there, you'll be scared. Oh man, I don't want to stain my white garment. Oh no, I, I saw I, I, something happen and, and you begin to feel as if your Christianity, your white garment has been stained by this world. It is a wrong mindset. The Bible says here, walk in light. The mindset is not that the world can stain you. The right mindset is that you have a garment, not just white and pure, but you have a garment of light over you. Now I want, to, want you to, to think about this for a moment and reflect. Can darkness stain light? It can't. Darkness can't stain light. Dirt can stain something white, something clean. But darkness cannot stain light. So as we go about our life as Christians, we need to walk in light with authority and confidence, knowing that this world is not going to stain me because darkness doesn't stain light. You are a child of God and you are walking in light as a family unit. If the first part of walking in love talks about looking inwards to make sure that your journey is, is correct and aligned with the Word of God, then walking in light is talking about your outside journey. Make sure that you are not scared of this world. Yes, we are in the world, but we are not part of it. Jesus Christ has given you the power and authority to walk and expose the works of darkness. To be a light in this world and a salt. A salt that will stop the corruption and the decay of this world. You have to be the light. I encourage you today as a child of God, not only to walk in love, but to walk in light as well. One final thing that I want to touch on and then I'm going to say a quick prayer. I'm going to allow you to continue eating your breakfast or eating your Christmas lunch or opening your gifts or whatever you're doing today to celebrate. Remember these things. We are not just out there celebrating to have fun and have good time with family, but it is that family, that core nuclear family. It is so much under attack today. The devil is trying to strip away the identity of the father, trying to strip away the identity of the mother. But we have to come back to the roots because we've been given the, 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 the map. We have given the map to how to overcome this world. We have been given the, 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 the tips and tricks on how to win this world. Walk in love and walk in light. Finally, it says in verse 15, walk in wisdom. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I want to read the same verse, which is Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 in the Amplified Translation. It says, therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose and courage. Shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. 
not as the unwise, but as the wise, the sensible, the intelligent, making the very most of your time here on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. You don't know when your time is up. It's not enough just to walk in love. It's not enough just to walk in light. But we need to walk in wisdom as people of God. Apostle Paul explained, because it's very easy to say, oh yeah, walk in wisdom, acquire knowledge, get wise, get understanding about this world and about the Word of God. No, it's more than that. Walking in wisdom is understanding that tomorrow is not promised. When that sinks into your heart, the passion to win souls and make disciples, the passion to protect your family unit, to guide your children, creates a sense of urgency like never before. As we are rounding up this message here on Christmas morning, I would want you to hold in your heart this prayer. And I believe that this is exactly what Ephesians 5 is talking about. Hold in your heart this prayer today that this day in my life will never come again. I will never see the people I'm looking at again. I will never experience such a sunrise and never experience such a sunset. I may never see that smile or look into those eyes again. And I may never feel that love again. I may never see the person having breakfast with me again. And I may never celebrate Christmas with these people again. This moment right here and right now will never come again. No, nothing in my life will never be like this exact moment again. If you develop that prayer and that mindset alone, I believe that that has the power through the Holy Spirit to break down any bitterness in your heart. It will shape the life around you with such a grace and such beauty. It will make you want to live only in the present with great gratitude and love. I believe that is what it's about to walk in wisdom. To understand that nobody knows when your time is up. So make the most of what God has given you today. Make sure that you treasure what God has given you. The people that He has given you to take care of, to lead and to protect as a family unit. I believe if fathers and mothers begin to walk in love, walk in light and walk in wisdom, that no weapon fashioned against them shall prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want to leave you with just a prayer right now. If you are watching us right now, I would like to pray for you. For you as we are going into this next season to be able to, to truly follow the plan of God, both for your family, for your marriage, and an extension for the spiritual family around you. Yes, we can win souls, but are we making disciples? It starts at home and it starts today. Lord, I want to pray for every person right now who is under the influence of my voice. I know it's Christmas and we are celebrating 
But I pray that you will give us the urgency in our hearts, Lord. To understand that the days are evil and we do not know how many more we have. That we will live each day as if it was our last. Help us, Lord, to live and walk in love. To guard our insights to make sure that we are aligning with your will and your word, Lord. I pray that you will help us to walk in light today, Lord, and in this next season, Lord. To be a light in this world that isn't scared of the darkness, that doesn't flee from the darkness, but that exposes it and stands up tall for what is right. I pray, Lord, that you will give us the grace to walk in wisdom, to treasure every moment that you have given us, not to push things till tomorrow, but to focus on what you have given us today, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Finally, I want to pray for you if you are watching right now and maybe you are feeling lonely. Maybe you're like, oh yeah, it sounds good. You're talking about family. I don't have no family. You are the only family today. I want to let you know Jesus Christ is your family. He is a father to the fatherless and he is a mother to the motherless. There is no place or position in your life that Jesus Christ cannot fill. Maybe today is the day that you stumble across this sermon on Christmas day of 2022. And you're like, oh, I'm so lonely and I don't know what else to do right now. Everyone are celebrating, but it seems like everyone forgot about me. Jesus Christ wants to be your friend, your brother closer than a friend. If that is you today, and maybe you have never had that relationship with Jesus, you have never welcomed Him into your life, I want to pray a prayer with you today. Jesus Christ can and will come into your life and transform it. And He will guarantee, if you follow Him, He will make sure that your life is written in the Lamb's book of life. If that is you, maybe you have never received Jesus in your heart. Or maybe for a long time you haven't been following Jesus. You once received Him in your teenage years, but maybe no longer follow Him. I want you to say this simple prayer with us today. This is your Christmas miracle. Say, Lord Jesus, here I am, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. And wash me with your blood. Holy Spirit, welcome me into, your into my life. I pray that you will change me. I pray that you will transform me. That you will guide me and that you will teach me. Thank you, Lord, today for my salvation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If that is you, I want you to go to hungrygen.com slash saved. And let us reach out to you. We want to stay in touch with you. God bless you. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you are blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe and send it to someone. And don't forget, you can always share it on your social stories. Stay connected with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information on internship, prayer line, conferences, and other resources, go to HungryGen.com. 
Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.